0: Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Slasher Scotty. I am your host, Scotty McCoy, and boy, do I have a surprise for all of you. I have on Zoom with me right now. Now, let me see if I pronounce your last name right. Is it Alex Zahara?
1: You can say Zahara or Zahara.
0: That was both ways were the way I was going to go. I didn't know which way it was right. Awesome. So Alex Zahara, and he played King Midas in Once Upon a Time. Hey, it's Alex,
1: cool. how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, like we were just saying moments ago, I'm in the middle of renovation hell. And uh, <laughs> I'm uh, renovating my house. And it's just like, oh, my God. Like, yes. thank, thank God for YouTube and shame on YouTube for letting a man such as myself think he knows more than he does
0: oh my god i can only imagine i mean i can i mean we've been trying to set this interview up for i don't even know how many months now and i mean that we finally made it happen we were scheduled for last week and we were going to do it last week but i got my second dose of the covid shot so i was out sick that day and you said well that's okay because i i have to do renovation so it worked perfectly
1: Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) not for me i didn't want to be sick but it worked perfectly so we finally we like how about next wednesday we're like that works And if
1: anyone doubts, like, look at this, look at the scratches on my arms. I don't know if you can see this. Hang on. Scratches on my arms, scratches on my arms. My legs are just covered in scratches and cuts. Cause I, it's warm and I'm wearing my shorts and I'm, and, and then I'm like, I'm like, oh my God, look at me. I look like I've been attacked by a bunch of, you know, blood hungry chihuahuas or something. I don't know. <laughs> That's
0: don't know. crazy. That's crazy. So the first question I do got for you is how did you get your start into acting?
1: Hmm. First off, forgive me for drinking, I'm just thirsty, and I'm, I'm I have to this thing called AHA, and I'm, I'm not pu- plugging anything, but it's um, lime and watermelon. Ooh. And my God, it's so good. It's like a bubbly, it's it's just yummy. I've, I'm drinking
0: the sparkling ice orange mango flavor, zero sugar, zero oh, everything. I love
1: those, those are the best. I'm them. a mango freak. Like I literally, I would ingest mango like through my ears if I could, you know? Yes, so. Okay, how did I get my start acting? Um, well, honestly, if you, if you if you listen to and talk to my mother, um, she'll say it was when I was three years old and it was, uh, I would do sock puppet plays behind the couch for the other kids in the in the neighborhood. And I was three doing sock puppet plays. So I think I just came by it naturally. It just, you know, got it. It, it was just there all the time, performance, I think. Um, not, the, and I'm gonna just, just preface something. A lot of people think, oh, you're theater, you're performing or you gotta get the attention. It was never about attention for me. I I just enjoyed telling good stories and having fun. And it was, that was what it was. It was fun. It wasn't work. It wasn't whatever. So that's why I I, I guess it was just there. And then my mother took me to a lot of theater. Um, I remember seeing Fiddler on the Roof when I was like five. And they did it at the the high school gym I would eventually attend. And uh, anyway, I mean, the lights went out. So it goes all dark. And then (laughs) the lights come up and there's this, this silhouette of a little guy fiddling on a roof
0: nice
1: <laughs> you know just blew my mind because like literally a house appeared in the middle of the gym where nothing was moments ago and uh, i just i think it's the magic of it so i just got hooked yeah. and just kept going from there taking classes in school nice. went to university got a degree in acting yada 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 that's <laughs>
0: awesome so what was your audition like for once upon a time
1: um i auditioned for it several times actually um specifically it's funny because i auditioned for I think, dr whale um director nice. dr whale uh and uh oh uh what's the name Gian- giancomo the mirror the magic mirror oh
0: genie uh, uh what, Gian- Gian- giancarlo
1: giancarlo yep. yeah i auditioned for that as well you know most of those you figure they're going to go to la the bigger parts like that and recurring yeah. or whatever anyway because this is the way it is but i thought well maybe king Midas, i got a shot at because i got the blonde hair and this and that you know and uh when i when i auditioned for it and got the role post getting the role um i can't remember which producer it was forgive me but um uh he or she i think it was he said uh, you know you know we we had you in mind right from the get-go for this part because we saw you when you first did your audition we were like you know we kind of got somebody in mind for dr whale and you know uh, the magic mirror but this guy make a great king midas because of the beard my, my beard used to have color back then it's all gone mm-hmm. white now so all the all the stress of renovations um But uh, no, yeah, so it was great. I walked in and did it. And, you know, you played it very, like, you know, the guy, excuse me, the bubbly, or not the bubbly, the uh aha, is uh, (laughs) coming back on me. Um, But it was like, uh, you know, um, you had to really think it was a curse, right? It it was a blessing and a curse because he couldn't touch anyone, couldn't touch anything without turning it to gold. He had to wear these gauntlets all the time. And then plus he only had one hand in it. You know, and my, my, my storyline was that the dragon that he wants killed bit it off. So there you go. Uh, you know, but um, it was really good. I, I I was prepared, walked in and just, you know, had that air of regality around me and I've got a fairly deep resonant voice. So that kind of helps. And um, yeah, I was just walked in and did my thing. And they, I, I think only did it once and they were just like, great, thanks. Thanks for coming out. And I was like, yeah, oh, you're welcome. And then I got the phone call and I did it, what, episode six, season one, and, I think episode three, season two or something. No, I did. No, season Season three three. finale. Yeah. Yeah. Season three finale or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That was fun. It was good. The weirdest thing was that when we were filming, if I may, it was just like, it was the first time I'd done like the massive green screen environment, Yeah, you know, and because only the physical props, like, you know, here's my, here's my, 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 like travel bag, you know, only that stuff was in the room and like everything else was just not there. Nice. So you're acting in an environment that they say, okay, you're in a castle. All right. You know, you don't know what your castle looks like or nothing. Right. So Just play the moment. Okay. Awesome. And that was
0: actually one of my questions that near the end uh, was like, was it all a green screen? or How did they make, like, how did you know about the, like where everything was if you didn't really see it?
1: You, you kind of marked it out and they told you where this was or that was. And the, okay. I mean, the physical, so anything physical that actually moved like the doors or this or that. I mean, that stuff was real. Like if you, if you touched it, it was real. Um, But like the bigger, grander setting in the background and different things, it was all, you know, uh, CGI. Nice. Nice. So um, I know you mentioned,
0: we talked a lot, uh, a little bit about this uh, before we started recording. I said, Mm -hmm. it wasn't even an original question. I thought hey, this would be a good question for the podcast. Um, So uh, like I said, you said that, you know, you have like the hair and the facial hair and that. So was the hair real and was the beard real that you had?
1: beard was real i i've had i've worn facial hairs uh, facial hair beard primarily as maybe a goatee in my youth um since i was a kid like 17 18 as soon as i could grow a beard i, I don't know i just like the beard i've always had facial hair but it's very rare to see me without facial hair anyway um so it was real and uh because i was like this having a beard if you need it for your audition it's there where if, if you, you can't, I mean, I can shave off shave it off overnight, but I can't grow a beard overnight, you know? So it's always good to keep it on, I find. Um, and then the hair, so th- that was real. And they, um, the hair, they they put a couple extensions in the back and just to make it look a little longer. But I was saying earlier, I, like I've kept my hair long my whole life until I had my COVID hair recently cut off. And I think it was like, I don't know, six, seven, eight inches, just like gone. You know, I'm looking around like, I look like some hippie, you know? And then I put... <laughs> I played Michael the hippie in the Stargate 1969 episode and I laughed because we talked about this earlier just quickly, but my hair at one point was about down to here and uh, I should find the picture. I got a, I got a great picture for you, but I, yeah, I had had long hair uh, in university and uh, yeah. So yeah, it was, that was extensions for that too, but yeah, it was, it was nice. But they clip in and clip out, which is great. The the King Midas ones, the Stargate ones were like blended into my hair and I couldn't wash my hair for a week. Oh God. It's ugly.
0: Ouch. So, what was the best part about filming once upon a time and what was the worst?
1: Oh, gosh. You know, listen, we live in the first world, right? As it were, to use that term, maybe it's a derogatory yeah. term these days, forgive me, but we live in a very privileged <laughs> world. Let's put it that way. Right. Uh, my worst, what craft services wasn't ready on time. I mean, what? What do, what do you got to complain about? You know what I mean? Right. But in terms of like weirdness, maybe, um, oh, what was. One of the best stuff was just working with the people. Like, um, I can't forgive me, I can't remember the director's name, but I really liked him. Uh, so I'll look it up, I could tell you, but he was a really cool guy. I enjoyed him. Uh, and uh, Alan Dale was really cool. And of course, Josh and, yeah. and um, you know, very, really nice, grounded, good people. And like, you know, I only did like season one, episode six, and then it wasn't back till season three. And when Josh saw me and going, Hey, Alex, hey, it's great to see you again. How are you? Just picked up like we were old friends, you know, and that was really cool because not all not all folks are like that as we know, you know what I mean? So, yeah. And it's, I guess the weirdest and most challenging thing was uh, just acting in that environment. It was the first time I'd ever really been in a totally CGI environment. And so that was a bit of a challenge. Um, Yeah. There you go.
0: Awesome. Awesome. So obviously we know that, that really, you know, fancy scene where you uh, enchant the sword and you made it glow Mm -hmm. So uh, I'm assuming that glow effect was done in post-production, but was there any well, special I, acting ability that you needed to do for that?
1: <laughs> to be clear, I turned it to gold. That's true. I didn't make it glow. It turned to gold. It turned into it
0: gold, right.
1: Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it was all... We had a regular sword and then we had a gold sword. Okay. So we did one take with, you know, he comes in and I reach out and touch it. And then everybody goes, freeze, don't move. Nobody moves. We all keep our position. The props guy comes in. Props master comes in takes the sword away puts the gold sword back in and we align it up and get okay and uh, action you know and then you continue the scene so that way they're able to uh you know have the two shots and then they overlay it and make the thing glow or glow haha <laughs> uh-huh. make it go to gold
0: <laughs> uh, i had to look back at the scene because i couldn't remember if it just like kind of like sparkled or if you did turn it to gold and i looked and I, when i watched the scene I looked at it, and it looked like it it blew for a second, so I quick-marked it that. It probably
1: did. Maybe that was the enchantment happening. <laughs>
0: Maybe, yeah, and then around. it turned into gold after that. I, I didn't watch the whole part of the episode, so <laughs> that could have been my fault. Um, but I know, like, and it's funny how the show works, because, like, you, it, I, it was just a small a small piece of dialogue that was important for an entire yeah. episode, where, I, and I forget who it was, so forgive me for uh, whoever's watching this, I forget who it was off the top of my head, but I know they mentioned you, like, remember, uh, like, be careful king um remember what happened to frederick
1: and Actually, it was me episode. i i say to my attendant because he goes to yes. take the gauntlet off and, and i go careful remember what happened to frederick well frederick was actually the man who was in love with my daughter
0: mm-hmm.
1: and i'm like he he stepped out of line did something wrong whatever yeah. you know just saying exactly. and uh and daddy had to put the, put the touch on you know yep and and that's the thing. If you accidentally touch my hand, you're gone, buddy. You're right. you're gold. You know? Right. So.
0: And it's funny because a lot of people that when I talk about the show, like a lot of people are like, was King Midas because he wasn't Disney based. Is he like a was he just a made up character for the show? No. Remember they remember that saying they say, the Midas touch.
1: Sure. It's he's <laughs> it's part of, myth- it's part of mythology, it's- right? No, Greek well, it's Greek mythology. Yes. And and um he, I think, eventually he 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 was he freed himself from the curse by washing his hands in a certain river, and that's why I guess lots of rivers like they say you find gold in rivers to this day because of that. Yeah. Um, but it was a curse because uh, you know he couldn't eat food; he, he had to be fed. Like people had right. to feed him a baby, and he <laughs> couldn't touch anyone, touch any food, nothing. I mean, it, yeah. really, he would have starved to death had he not been a king, because exactly. he's gonna. He's going to go st- well although if he'd say could you feed me my dinner and they're like oh god well, wait a wait i'll just turn this apple into yeah. of gold Would you do it now sure you know right
0: and and it makes sense because you remember uh where um where uh david or james as he was known at the time like he was known yeah. by that other name to pretend to be a right. brother um he uh he went to fight he killed the siren because that yeah. water had mythical properties that could be used to get the gold off frederick and free him from that curse so there that's go. That, where that mythol you know, that mythological story
1: comes into play. Sure. Which is yeah. which is
0: really it's really cool how it all it all plays back. That one line leads to an entire episode, yeah. you know, closer to the end of the season.
1: Which Well, they're the cool. writers, they know what they're doing.
0: Yep. And <laughs> they did an amazing job. I watched this show probably all seven seasons on Netflix. I'd say give or take, 13, 14 times straight wow. through. And I've I i, I, I did not watch it in a while, but I absolutely love the show and I, I went to a convention. I spent my, I spent over three grand just going to the convention, just to on York, Korea, um, because uh, she helped me get through when my dad was diagnosed with brain cancer. Mm. And uh, she helped me get through like watching her on the show, getting that redemption story arc and that she has the second chance at life and all that stuff. So it made me have hope that my dad would get through his brain cancer battle. i still battling it, but you know, oh. it's almost five years and they gave him a year and a half to live. And I mean, I told her that and it was. She literally put on her Instagram story a picture of us together and a picture of my book, and she put this man because I wrote wow. a book about my dad. And yeah, it was it was really That's good. Uh, cool. It was really cool. It was, and that was actually my next question. why I got into that story briefly? Was uh, what, what was it like worth working with Lana?
1: Um, you know, we just had a few quick little scenes with her. She was, you know, really cool, yeah. nice, nice lady, very genuine, down to earth, like very, you know, care. It felt like she was very professional, but also like like really cared. You know what I mean? Yeah um she was just super sweet nice you know it's a it's a it's a, it's a great thing it's, it's tough when you say like you know how do you describe really good people well, they're great they're good people you know what i right. mean and then it's like well how do you describe the bad people well you know there's more there's more adjectives in some respects because it, right. it irks us more but no i mean that was the thing working on on once upon a time there was nobody who was a jerk didn't know. Right. i met i met one of my heroes you know robert like geez, like I've you know carlisle admired his acting for years years and um actually funny enough i i saw him at um uh i saw his film um uh, uh was it the legend of barney barney thompson uh, right. he plays this the hair cutter in scotland who ends right. up accidentally yeah. offing a bunch of people anyway but just it's his range is incredible so yeah um yeah no i just really loved working with everybody there was just you know Sweet, nice people.
0: Yeah, and I reached out to Robert Dage and uh, he wasn't able to do the inter- do an interview with me because uh, he's really busy right now, and uh, you know he, he's yeah, taking a little bit of breaks from interviews and that too. So he's just focusing on, I guess, he has a couple movies or whatever he's working on or whatever, which you know is respectable. I mean, I am grateful that they didn't ignore and they told me, which well, I, I mean, and I, I definitely look forward to eventually interviewing him. I think that would be really cool. Yeah. He's a very yeah. he's very talented, really Great talented, guy. absolutely. Yeah. So, um, when you were needed to be brought back for season three, how did that come about?
1: Um, well, they knew they were going to bring me back at some point. So, um, excuse me, they they phoned my agent agent a few months ahead of time. Excuse me, I'm just thermoregulating my brain. I, I heard this the other day on the CBC, our national radio broadcaster. They said yawning isn't actually your sign of bored or fatigue. It's just <laughs> you. They've proved it's your body. Thermal, like regulating the heat of your brain by yawn. It's, it affects That it makes sense
0: though, because I, I every time I'm always busy and I'm always trying to think of things that I need to do or think of ways to do it. And every time mm-hmm. I do it, I yawn. So that does make really perfect mm-hmm.
1: sense. Um, sorry. Question again was. So, yes, uh, I-
0: well, how did it come about for you being brought oh, back? right.
1: Yeah season three. Okay. So they, they emailed or called my agent, like, you know, a few weeks, maybe ahead of time and just said, Hey, we're thinking of Alex, bringing him back on this episode. Just, you know, can you grow the facial hair and stuff? So I was like, Oh, cool. So, you know, they planned it obviously in advance as they plan the seasons and, okay. um, excuse me. And then, um, yeah. So the, I came back and did, it was really cool. Like I said, it was, it was, I don't think I did a big gig in it. It's funny. That's the most costume things I've ever had in my life. I think I had five or six costume fittings for all the robes and everything else. And I mean, they didn't, they spared no expense. I had these uh, John Fluvog Lord's something or other boots on. They were like $500 for these boots. I know. Uh, And you don't see them, but it doesn't matter. You don't see them. It it gives you the sense of, you know, power and regality because you've got these like boots on for for days underneath the robes. And anyway, it's fun times.
0: So the second, the follow-up I have to that, uh, to that question was, was there a clause in your contract when you were signed in season one, that would state that if you were needed for like a future season or a future episode, would you need, would you need to like obligate that? Or would you need to come back?
1: You know, it's, it's things like that. There there's agreements and deals and stuff. Like if they know like you're coming back for sure and and lots, well, then, you know, you're a recurring or regular, right? So they negotiate that right off the get-go. If, It's just a couple episodes and stuff. They might put something in, but then again, if seasons change, things do stuff. So they don't really want to obligate themselves too much. Right. Right. So yeah, only if they know for sure they like you're integral to the storyline, you're coming back like half a dozen times, then they would probably, but, um, for, for just stuff like my bit, no, they would just call in advance and say, Hey, is he still free? Can he come and do this? Yeah, great. Okay. So,
0: so what happens? Like if you weren't free, how would they go about that? Would they just work around your schedule to make that fit?
1: Uh, you know it all depends on their thing What it, it, it all comes down to what they need to do the production really because i mean they, it, it's like a machine right right They got a schedule now they may be able to push an episode pull an episode film 107 or you know 307 instead of 306 and then go back and do 306 so something like that you know what i mean so yeah. they, they could they could do but with the finale like that i mean they probably needed to keep it roughly around the same time
0: yeah they was
1: originally planned but no i've done that before where like you know uh, people have you know work together and move stuff around i uh it's like the same old thing like you know it's feast or famine you you don't book anything for like months and then all of a sudden you got five gigs at once and you can only do two because of the conflict but i've had people work it out where i've literally finished one show at like 7 p.m and or 6 p.m and raced to another show at like 7 p.m and worked like i worked 7 a.m to 6 p.m and then i worked travel for an hour and worked 7 p.m to 7 a.m. On a different show. That was yeah, that was tough. But yeah, um yeah, no, I think they work it out. Like shows can good shows, good people, good coordinators and stuff work stuff out. Right. You know?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So um, if there was something you hadn't done on the show that you could have done if you were asked, what would it be hmm. and why?
1: Oh gee, that's a, gee, gee whiz, golly. <laughs>
0: listen,
1: like, listen, it's I'm in Mayberry. Andy, what are you doing, Andy? Um, <laughs> um uh I don't know that's a tough one uh well I was a fan of the show too like I really <laughs> you know <laughs> when it excuse me first came on the air I was just like whoa I really really enjoyed it um in the sense of like I say that not that I did enjoy it later but the, it's like so many shows you kind of it takes a while to get yeah. into you know where's the show I got into it immediately that's I, how it was it,
0: for me yeah
1: yeah I mean I think it's just the st- fairy tales and the stories yeah. and whatnot um could I have done something I don't know like where, where would King Minus have gone it would be I would I would have thought in the future episodes, maybe you would see what happened with like, you know, um, that I'd be involved with like more of like my daughter and mm-hmm. her husband, Frederick, her suitor yeah. or whatever, see what happened with that. And was it an accident? Was it not sort of with, with him around. Right. And, right. or like, I want to see that dragon dead because that sucker took my hand, you know, right So I wanted to That's see really- that like, the second part of that. Like I want to see Absolutely. that story, you know,
0: yeah, and the thing is, like with um, Abigail, uh, like Princess Abigail, like they re- really didn't you know, um, they really didn't conclude that story arc, I don't think. Like, right. They, they really like left it, uh, like the last time you really saw her um, was when, um, you know, was like, I wouldn't say Storybrooke time, I would say like actually saw right. her with the King Midas arc was when she, um, you know, was, was embracing Frederick. He was unreleased, you know, and then the next time you see her in season three is the flashbacks like right. you know for, for like when they went back in time but that's really all you saw and then like you did see her in yeah. present day like in the in the granny's granny's you know diner like briefly just as one of the patrons, but that's really all they showed i believe if I'm not mistaken. I, but
1: I, I think what happened was she booked another series oh did she um, i don't think she was, I, I i don't know I'm, I'm just guessing it's conjecture she was did a show called copper i think at the same okay. time it was a period piece uh, but a, a policeman back in the day, I uh, think in the eighteen late eighteen hundreds, early nineteen hundreds, in out east somewhere, maybe New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm pretty sure she booked that and went and did that. Um, probably because um, maybe I don't, I'm just speculating. Maybe once upon a time couldn't commit because they weren't sure where they're going to go. Because you know, right. even in the first season, it's things are developing. But maybe they yeah. couldn't commit because you got to remember it's a really big cast, and they're probably yeah. trying to save some money on not paying people of millions of dollars or yeah. something. That's Who true. knows? But I, I know that she went and did another show and then came uh, for a couple seasons and then came back in season three.
0: So, yeah. Yeah. Makes sense and that's, though.
1: That's just my conjecture.
0: Right. Now did you see every single episode uh, and season of Once Upon a Time?
1: You know what? No, I, I have to admit freely. I didn't because of several reasons. One, yeah. um, you know, I'm busy. I hate to say it, but yeah. when the shows are on at night, honestly, I'm okay. I, I'm usually rehearsing. Like I, I, I don't have an, see the people feel actors, old nightlife. I don't have a nightlife. I, I usually, I have to rec, uh, learn lines all night. That's what I do. Like, you know, my girlfriend sees me Well, she luckily helps me. My fiance actually, Shannon, mm-hmm. she helps me a lot. And yeah. you know, it's, it's crazy. Cause I mean, I'll work from six, 7 PM when I get the sides till midnight, yeah. two in the morning to get them prepped. So right. I don't watch a lot of TV, unfortunately, which I wish I did during the pandemic. I did, you know, yeah. the, <laughs> but right. I don't watch a lot I, I end up doing hopefully more of it than i watch but that's not true either so I, right.
0: I watch it. and now and now you don't even have a day live you're in renovation hell
1: i'm in renovation <laughs> hell well it's going to be better i know but i mean like oh man
0: yeah you, you sent me some of the pictures and they were they, it looks like it's starting to come along it's really i think it's really looking good so far like it's really coming yep. in
1: there. the kitchen's coming well the kitchen was something built in the 80s in this house and just terrible like right. why would you do that you know and it was particle board and crap. And I just like, I thought it was solid wood because the fronts were solid wood, but no, yeah. they weren't. Anyway, it's all been ripped out and then there's new stuff in place. I've just got to mm-hmm. plumb in the sink and do some other stuff. I have to admit though, I really do enjoy doing this stuff. its it, My dad was a maintenance man for years and maybe that's where I, I got it from or whatever, but he would yeah. take me to work as a kid. And you know, mm-hmm. um, I'd help out during crises because we had a flood one time in my mm-hmm. hometown, excuse me. And um, I I went to work with him and helped him do all the stuff and whatever. And I was kind of enamored by it, but I like being physical and doing things with my hands. And, and, you know, at the end of the day, you see your progress. You're like, there, I did that. Whereas with acting, it's great. Like you can do something and it felt good. And then, but you don't see the result for years later.
0: Just don't turn it into gold.
1: Well, I wish I could turn some stuff into gold, help pay for the renovations, come on. Oh,
0: there you go, good point, there you go. (laughs) Or
1: or Bitcoin or whatever this morning, I heard it it would drop like crazy and then shot up again and anyway.
0: (laughs) Exactly. So the last question I got for you is, is there any projects or gigs that you would like to promote to the listening and viewing audience?
1: Oh, wow. Um, well, uh, recently, uh, um, sorry, uh, aliens stole my body as a show that I was in and it's, it dropped on Netflix, I believe. Oh, gotta double check that. I think it's on Netflix. Um, and it's an ongoing series of movies. Um, I've been lucky enough to be part of with, uh, written by Bruce. Co- oh, not the movies written by, but the author of the books, uh, was, is Bruce, uh, Co- Coville, and uh, really good stuff from the nineties. And it's, um, yeah, it's, it's fun. I play tar gibbons and I look like a, a giant four legged sort of alien weirdo with snail eyes up here and whatnot. And um, it was really hard to play that role. I'll be quite frank, because we're in full on prosthetic makeup. And like, literally, if you go like this and put your hands over your eyes, that's what I can see through the little slits, you know? And so I'm imagine I'm in this and they have me on six inch high boots. Mm-hmm. So and I have like two fake legs on either the side of me. So exactly. it's a challenge. But it's fun. It's, and they did a really good job with the first one. And then the second one, they, they put more money into it and it looks great. And it's good for the whole family. Like the entire family can watch it and get something out of it. And that's what I'm, I'm so tired of watching, you know, of seeing like death and mayhem. And I'm just like, you know what? How about a little clean fun for a little bit? Because I, I don't want my nieces, nephews, godkids, like seeing people get eviscerated while we're watching a show, you know? I'm tired Absolutely. of that.
0: Absolutely. Well, I thank you, Alex, for joining me.
1: Oh, okay now i have a question for you scotty just okay go ahead what is the figure behind you what is that behind your head over there oh,
0: so this is our killer from our first movie that we created called Salin. it's relic okay. the clown and it says on here uh snitches get stitches so mm-hmm. it's an incense burner by the way so in the one scene where uh relic he's an evil clown he has multiple personality disorder he's originally right. name, real name is justin Freed, and mm-hmm. he had a he had like some type of meltdown or whatever and he got put right. into an asylum and he escaped the asylum and so he was carrying a, a body of a jogger on his shoulder and he's walking through and there's a little girl that's trick-or-treating and it's like she's dressed as like a genie and she goes uh she goes uh trick-or-treat isn't tomorrow he goes he goes and then he's like this isn't a costume i can wear what i want and she's like you're scary i'm telling my mommy he goes snitches get stitches you little bitch
1: <laughs> nice. And then
0: he picks her up and he kidnaps her and she's yelling, screaming, help me, help me. So, yeah. yeah. That's the, the, girl cool. was, the girl was a daughter of one of my friends that I went to high school with. And uh, she oh, wanted, yeah. her daughter's like in theater and she's a model and that. So she wanted her to be in Absolutely. So that's yeah. cool. That's,
1: well yes. Thanks for that.
0: Yep. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the, the one actor that played in the movie, his stepdad is an SFX guy. And he made that for me and presented it to me at the premiere on stage.
1: Oh, right on, man. That's yep, cool. So that,
0: was really, that was really cool. So that was that was really it was a really good gesture, and I mean, it was a lot of fun. We made a lot of mistakes in the movie, but we learned from them. It was our first movie, so what do you expect?
1: Hey, when people look back and see their early work, and they're like, yep. you know, what I mean, we
0: making so, we just finished. I like I told you before we started filming, we finished the script of our next movie, and yeah, right. I, I I mean, it's really good. Like it's really good. I can't wait to see this come to life. It's like oh, look, it's ten times better than our first one.
1: Cool. Well, you have to send yeah. me a link when you get it done.
0: Absolutely. Thank you so much for joining me, Alex. I truly appreciate it. You have a good rest of your day and enjoy having
1: Yeah, I'm gonna go plum a sink.
0: Take care, guys. Yep. See you.